When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey there, this is Wink Martindale, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Harry Reasoner, who was a pretty decent guy, just didn't want a partner, and here he was stuck, not just with a partner. He wouldn't have been so unhappy if he had Mike Wallace, but with a woman who hadn't worked for Associated Press, who came from the Today Show, who didn't seem to have the credentials. Ed Robertson with a reminder that Lee Purcell will join us at the top of the hour. We'll be up to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as we continue our tribute to Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters passed away Friday, December 30th at the age of 93. This particular segment with Tony and Donna originally aired in April 2011 and took a look at the then- 35th anniversary of Barbara Walters' tumultuous debut with Harry Reasoner as co-anchor of the ABC Evening News. April 22nd, 1976, Barbara Walters signs a $5 million contract with ABC. And wow. they threw her right into the lion's pit, didn't they? Yes, she was on uh, She was on the news with Harry Reasoner, who hated her. Yes, yeah, so $5 could... million dollar contract, and she was the co-anchor. Had that ever been done? I mean, obviously, the Huntley-Brinkley report, but yeah. she was the woman, and she was not going to go on by herself. Right, and the lack of chemistry or the tension between the two of them has been well documented. This is record-breaking. Yeah. This is when $5 million was a lot of money. Exactly. And she was the highest-paid journalist at the time. Yeah. So she, she I mean, this, this is huge. You don't think about it necessarily... Uh, with today's numbers that get thrown around, but this is a huge deal. I mean, this is not Katie Couric money. No. But this was, yeah, and she but was she a, made, But she made possible Katie Couric. Mm-hmm. She made possible for people like Katie Couric and a lot of other female journalists. I think every female yeah. journalist owes something to her. And uh, not just female journalists, uh, women who've gone more into the uh, infotainment, I mean, the Oprahs. Yeah. Oprah, there is only one. There, but is, one. <laughs> there, there is only Oprah. <laughs> But yeah, so five million dollar contract. I mean, this she was on the Today Show when we were all babies, mm-hmm. and remember, and before we came along, she was one of the Today Girls. Yes, yes, yes. Who was another Today Girl? Florence, Florence Henderson. Yes. Florence Henderson. Yeah. So, Barbara Walters on the Today Show. A big story was her dressing up like a Playboy bunny. Yeah, and I'm sure, and I'm sure that's probably one of the reasons why you know, behind the animosity between he uh, between uh, her and Harry Reasoner is because she he, pro- he he probably thought of her as a lightweight. Yeah, but Barbara Walters is a woman who has the ability to talk to anybody. Yeah, in, from any walk of life she, and make them cry. She can ask the questions that so many others cannot. Yeah. Well, we are still talking today when it comes to interviews and journalism and all that. 
Barbara Walters' interview with Anwar Sadat. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is still, you know, in, in her career, not just journalism alone, but that interview right there. Yeah. I mean, that, if we look back at 20th century journalism, I mean, okay, it's not going to be Edward R. Murrow talking to uh, Senator McCarthy. But it's going to, I'd say it's going to be uh, one of the top 10 interviews of the 20th century. A lot of the uh, talk fairly recently that came up was her interview with Gaddafi back in the 80s, it had to be. Mm -hmm. Asked, I mean, I believe she pointed out, asked him if he was insane. And I'm trying to imagine anybody else doing that, and I don't think I can. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and again, I think we talked about this before. I mean, there are certain questions that, um, and I, I don't want to make this a male-female thing, but there are certain questions that um, I was going to say can get away with. That, that's not the best word I'm looking for. But uh, um, there, there, there are certain questions that, uh, a, a, say, a male journalist may not ask. True. Well, you know, this was also the time a few years later uh, Mike Wallace would interview Ayatollah Khomeini. Mm-hmm. And that looks scary. Yeah. I mean, you could tell he's sitting on the floor talking to the guy through a translator and disclaiming every question. Mm -hmm. You know, when he is quoting other people, what do you think when so-and-so said this? And every time it was his words, not mine. That's right. Because (laughs) that's right. There were, you know, he he could have said the wrong thing and that would have been, you know, good night for CBS News. And that's that's mindful that you're at the mercy of your translator. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if one little miscalculation or one little glitch with a figure of speech or a a term, you know, that that would have been it. And Barbara had put herself in these type of... Yeah, and 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 again, I mean, uh, you know, you know, one does not feel sorry for someone who's making five million dollars at a time when five million dollars actually meant something. But at the same time, to be thrown into a situation like that, and uh, I mean, it, it it really tests your mettle as a professional. You're doing your job, and um, uh, the, the fact that uh, okay, ob- the the um, the on-air uh, partnership with Harry Reasoner, I don't think it lasted more than a year. No. Um, but no. Harry uh, Reasoner later went back to 60 Minutes, and he was one of the first on that show. Right, but then uh, I think it was within a couple of years. I mean, they would they would they would find her venues for her, which she would, she would do her primetime specials. I mean, but uh, and but, she but, had a nice home on 2020, reunited with Hugh Downs. Exactly, you know, in in, in the in, in the um, in the early to late um, early to mid 80s, where she you know, she, I mean, they they found the best use for her. And and you still see her on the View, and I think one of the no, things, that's that's her show. Yeah, that's, that's her show. Her baby. That's, that's her baby. I mean, in the seventies, she had uh, not for women only. Yeah, that's right. But it, it, of course, you, you we're breaking up Katie Couric in some in some sense. And, and again, I'm not a Katie Couric fan, but she faced some of the same issues and some of the same criticisms when she made the transition from the Today Show to anchoring the yes. CBS uh-huh, Evening yeah. News. You know. Could she do it? Is she? I mean, you know, she she had to overcome the, she had to overcome the um, uh, the impression that she was a quote unquote lightweight, which she uh, I think she more than overcame during the way she handled the Sarah Palin um, uh, interviews, as as one example. I I think Katie, to her credit, I mean, she was not a lightweight on the Today Show. She took advantage of opportunities. I remember one time she was doing, I guess, what you call a fluff piece. Uh, the the Christmas decorations at the White House right. with Barbara Bush, and President George Herbert Walker Bush happens to walk in and he thinks it's just going to be like a little surprise cameo, 
And all of a sudden, this fluff piece turns into a very serious interview. Because I believe this was at a time, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the actual timeline, but we were, we were involved with Iraq at that mm-hmm. time. And all of a sudden, I have the president here, and we're not going to talk about the ornaments. We're going to talk about Iraq. And he was thrown off guard. And, and at that time, you know, she was still being called America's kid sister. That's right. And it's like, if you saw that interview, if, if, if you didn't care for the questions or you just thought that she was part of the liberal media or whatever you're presenting, you have to admire the lady's chutzpah exactly. to actually seize that opportunity. As a good journalist As would. a good journalist would. And, 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 and say that this is not a fluff piece. And, I, yeah. and, and when she was interviewing Dan Quayle, and uh, Dan Quayle was very condescending, mm-hmm. I mean, almost to the point of patting her on the head. And so, well, as you know, no, I don't know. Please explain. Yeah. And, and she was I, brilliant at that. And yeah. I think she used what, you know, she did not have control of, which was, you know, uh, her, her, uh, her, her youthful perkiness and... and and being treated a certain way, and she used that to bring people in. And yeah. then when they were condescending or treated her that way, she would bite back mm-hmm. and bite back hard, and people would say, good for you. I think what, what would uh, have uh, an issue is that uh, she, uh, when she did it with one side of the political perspective, she was treated one way. When mm-hmm. she did it to another side of the poli- political perspective, she was regarded a different way yeah but i guess what and, and going back to barbara walters i mean i mean if not not, not that this is a segment where we're going to where we're going to compare katie kirk to barbara walters but no. as, long, as long as we're sort of in that area i don't think barbara had some of the issues that katie had she's not a polarizing figure no and barbara was never anybody's kid sister yeah no and she's that, always very much a woman exactly yeah that's what barbara started and as she a never woman. and even you know, and she never you know she she never she never had to do that she didn't no she could have easily done that. Uh, maybe she would have progressed at a different rate on the Today Show. Mm-hmm. But no, she was bright. I use the word brilliant. She's a great interviewer. Again, she can talk to anyone. Yeah. And she also humanizes her subjects. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when she interviewed Fidel Castro. He was actually very charming. And had Americans seen that side of him before? Not before that interview. I don't think so. And and uh, her interviews, celebrity interviews. I mean, she was a fixture after Oscars, mm-hmm. and uh, she got people to open up about certain things, and she made people cry. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was a running gag. She she was able to really uh, bring bring some of those interviews, bring a new level. And exactly. I mean, and you know, I think Walter Cronkite and and Barbara Walters, when we look back. Uh, those archives of these interviews, whether it is a movie star or a world leader or somebody that we're told, you know, especially a world leader that we as Americans are told we have to fear this guy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's the one who interviews him. I mean, she has an incredible archive of historical stuff yeah. that that with what's going on in the world now, we should be studying and to get the proper historical perspective. But just. As an example, this is how you do it. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen on the legacy of Barbara Walters. Conversation that originally aired in April 2011. Barbara Walters passed away this past Friday, December 30th at the age of 93.
You can enjoy Tony's standalone podcast this week in TV history, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find audio. Lee Purcell will join us when we come back. Then we'll welcome actor Lee E. Cox from The Wire and the new anthology series Snap. All that more we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.